record on this. Hi. Hi. Um, welcome to this week's episode of Pro Talks, where I, Jessica Preventure, uh, the managing broker of Lair Realty Partners in Bow, New Hampshire, interview local business owners and community leaders in our area uh, to talk about entrepreneurship and chasing those big dreams. I am here today with Katie Weldon, and welcome, Katie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm excited you're here too. Awesome. Well, why don't we just start? Tell us a little bit about who you are, um, what you do, uh, and, sure. and what you bring to the table. Sounds great. So my name is Kelvin. I'm also known as Coach Katie. I'm a mindset development coach. So I have a background in real estate. My father's an agent. I was worked with a team with him. For a couple of years, um, I have a background in corporate sales for Xerox, and then I ended up on the mortgage side of things for 10 years. And doing mortgages, I realized that everyone, you know, any anything in the state, right? You make your own hours, you make your own situation, you can be as successful as you want to be. But with that, a lot of people were really grinding themselves into the ground. They have no balance of family and life. Um, they have no scalability because everything is on their own. And so that kind of got me into the coaching things so that I can help my partners uh, be more successful and in turn help my mortgage company also be so successful. I love it. I love it. Well, so that's a little yeah. bit about kind of how you found your way here. What do you think has been the key to your success so far? So I guess it depends a little bit on what stage I'm in my life, but I think the number one thing, and this has been overwhelming with my clients, as well as people I've interviewed in this topic, is putting myself first. So we all know the old saying about putting on your own oxygen mask first in an airplane. There's a reason for that, because if I pass out on the airplane, I can't help anybody around me. And I know that's a very literal translation, but it really shows you that that is true for all of life. And I don't necessarily mean a massage or getting your nails done. I just got mine done. I'm super excited about it. But I do think those things are also important, but what I mean is just taking time for you, taking time to learn, taking time to recharge, taking time to figure out what your goals are. And when we're in the grind of every day in that hamster wheel going round and round and round, we can't be the best version of ourselves for us, for our families, for our clients, for anyone around us. So I think that that was the biggest key to my success was just putting myself first and you know what can I do for me today that's good for everyone else well and I think you hit on something for me which is that pause like we can get so focused on the end goal and how to get there and we lose sight of like why do we want to be there like so just a little a little background for me too like when I came to real estate my goal was not to make a million dollars. My, my yep. goal was to have a little bit more autonomy and to be able to have some flexibility around my family and to feel in control uh, of my success. And when that kind of took off financially, it's, it's so redirected me. And to your point on that hamster wheel, yeah, I was making more money and more money. And I was also spending less and less time at home, which was the point in the first place, you know? Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of people have to go through that to realize what's important. They, once they get the money, they realize, oh, that's not even what I want in the first place, right? Money 
money is a tool. Um, it can help us do things. So I think it's an important piece, but everyone thinks that money is the most important piece. But if you actually have that money, you realize it's not right. If we don't yeah. have our health, you know, I, I saw a video the other day and it said, you know, how would you feel if I gave you a million dollars tomorrow? And they were like, I feel great. That'd be awesome. Super cool. Love it. And then he said, okay, well, what if I made it 10, but you couldn't wake up the next day? Yeah. And people are like, absolutely not. You right. Know? Because that, yeah, I, I think of that too. It's like money certainly makes life easier in some ways, Yeah, but it's a, it, tool. it's a tool. Yeah. And the point is, you know, does it give me more freedom to spend more time with my family? Does it allow me to do more experiences with them? Does it allow me to support others? You know, it, it, the money in itself is not the joy or the point. It It's the freedom that that money allows you. So staying tapped into yep. that and to yourself and taking the time of like, okay, what is the purpose of this and how is this serving me? Um, and is this what I want to do? You know, I mean, I love my work. So my husband was teasing me yesterday. I would easily choose to work, certainly over doing laundry or cooking. <laughs> well, like, me that. too. <laughs> like, oh, no, oh, I'm sorry. I have to go meet with, you know, a bunch of people right now. So, so <laughs> you do laundry, I'm out. <laughs> so what would you say has been the hardest part for you about being a business owner? So when I first started, this was kind of before the coaching, um, when I first started figuring out what I wanted to do and how I wanted to scale my mortgage business, I started looking at very logistical stuff. So, okay, great. To get X amount of deals, I need to talk to X amount of realtors and I need to have X amount of pre-approvals and stuff like that. And I really was focusing on the how. So the toughest part, this is going to sound a little weird, but for me was like getting rid of the need for the how. Right. I do think that it's good to have structure and things like that, but we're really limiting ourselves when we try to come up with the how, because if we do that, we may be missing out on an opportunity that could make it a lot easier. Um, and what I mean by that is it's it doesn't have to be as hard as everyone tells us it's going to be. It's hard because of the way that they went about it. Right. And so it sounds like, why is that the toughest thing? But the toughest thing for me has been really like releasing and letting go and figuring out that I don't necessarily need to know the how, but I do need to know like what I want, mm -hmm. right? Because if someone says like, well, what do you want? And you can't answer that question, then your body subconsciously is not working towards that goal. And so that's been a struggle um, just as I've evolved in my career and in my coaching, it's like, what do I want? And what type of impact do I want? Um, if you're looking for a really like tangible tough thing about being a business owner is that I'm always on, right? Um, I don't ever really like shut off because that doesn't feel right to me and I don't really love it. I think that there's a version that can shut off when you need to. I have a team that can cover, but like being present enough that says, I'm going to answer my phone. They want something done. I'm going to talk to my team member and have them do it. So it's a balance of taking the time back for myself, but still always answering the phone if I can, um, or just at least redirecting the potential client. So that's been a tough thing as a business owner, because it is that mentality. The more I work, the more I make, the more I work, the more I make. And so it's like, you feel bad, not continuously working. Um, and so that balance that everyone seeks was definitely 
a tough thing for me and just still can be tough. You know, there are some days I'm like, I just wish I was a waitress again. Cause when I was there, I was there when I wasn't, I wasn't. And that was that, you know, but at the same time, I would hate that. Yeah. You know, there's, yeah, do it. Absolutely. It's a balance. is such an interesting word, right? Because I always think like, is there any, well, I used to be huge on that, like balance, balance, balance. Well, I realized that I don't work that way. I'm all in on whatever I'm all in on. And I want to be able to switch gears and now be all in on this. And it's not always balanced the way we think about it. Sometimes it's like balance over time, you know? I agree. It's not, for me, it's not an even scale. Like I don't mean, okay, work and home because for me, balance is like not falling over, right? So it can be balanced like this, but not fall over, right? So sometimes I'm going to get more to my work, sometimes more to my family, and sometimes the other way around. So um, it is kind of a tricky word because you think of like those scales being exactly even, and that's not what it means to me either. For me, it's about making decisions that are best for everyone involved, right? What's good I always say what's good for me, what's good for you, what's good for us. I learned that from one of my coaches. And I love that because oftentimes we think that whatever is best for me won't necessarily be best for everyone, but it can be. It can be. Yeah. A hundred percent. I love that. Um, So how do you structure your days? So I'm very calendarized. My calendar is like color coded. There's lots going on. Uh, So I make sure that I have certain activities, so to speak, in my calendar. And what I mean by that is things like prospecting, pulling in um, new clients, working on things like reels. So I want to make sure that my day, because especially having more than one business, excuse me, more than one business, I want to have time for both. I don't want to get in one over the other, vice versa. So to me, that's actually one big thing I tell my realtor clients because they come in thinking this is so flexible and it is, but you still need to be very consistent and conscious of your time because if you're not, things are going to get out of hand. Um, and so just calendarizing my day keeps me on track. Um, I'm very specific about how many of certain appointments I take a day. Um, I try to stack things that I like and things that I don't like, because if you do, if you're like, oh, okay, I hate entering everything into my database. I'm going to do that on Fridays. Fridays will suck. Yeah. So I try to kind of, I like a compliment sandwich, you know, when you're telling someone yeah. who's maybe the stuff, it's like, well, you got to compliment the person. I always am very genuine about everything I do, but with my calendar, it's like, okay, something I love. And then something I, it's not my favorite thing, but I have to do it. I haven't outsourced it quite yet. Because the other thing about that is when you start to sandwich things, you realize more of what you don't like, and then you can start to outsource as well, which can yeah. help you grow your business in other ways. Yeah. So leverage, right? My lifesaver. Yeah. 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 I find that's funny you say that because the calendar, I'm like really good about appointment appointments. Like, oh, I'm meeting with you. There's somebody else involved. And um, I resist all that other like CEO time, prospecting time. It's not that I don't do it, but I know I could be so much more consistent if I would you know, structure, structure it in. It's something I'm really working on right now. Um, just because it's, it is so valuable to so many people. Oh my gosh. It is so much because sometimes like 
especially if you start to skip it, you'll notice you start skipping it more and more. And it's like, oh, that's in my calendar, but like, I don't really do it. Yes. I've done that. Um, but what I've noticed is that when I focus on those things, like everything's falling into place mm. and I'm more present for the time that I'm with my family. So I even schedule time with my husband. We have a date night every week um, with my daughter who's eight and my four-year-old. She gets a lot of my time anyways, but the eight-year-old, it's very specific. So we have our mom and daughter night every Tuesday. She sleeps in my bed with me. We watch a movie, we watch a TV show, whatever it might be. And so I'm very, I just am very kind of collective of my time to make sure that I'm using it really because my boss, um, when I worked for Xerox, he said, Katie, you get more done in one day than anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Now he's the, he was the CEO of this um, consulting part of Xerox. So like, I was like, oh, awesome. Thanks. And he's like, there's other days I have no idea what you did. Oh. And I'm like, oh, fair enough. You know, have you seen that thing floating around about ADHD? It's like get third, you know, get eight hours of work done in 30 minutes and get like 30 minutes of work done in eight hours, right? Yeah, it's like totally. And so my calendarizing, like I'm a lot more consistent with my time and you know, I'm not scrolling. I'm not, I do think there's an important piece of that, especially, you know, for, for a coach, it's like, I need to interact with people. I need to be seeing different content. I need to be posting my own. That's something I'm really focusing on. All my clients have from people I know, I haven't advertised at all. And so I just offered my first public one-on-one -on -one coaching session, which was like really out of the box for me because everyone has come in so organically that I'm like, oh my God, I have to post stuff and I have to do a reel related to this. And it was fun. I had a lot of fun with it, but it was very foreign to me. Very so I'm working different. on my content, my website, things like that. Awesome. Well, you kind of ha have really talked so much about juggling work and life. Do you have future plans for your coaching business? You said you just opened up to the public. So where's that going? Yes. Yeah. So most of my clients are in the real estate sphere, but I really want to do more with corporate America. Um, just especially working for Xerox, in a place where people were driven by sales, I saw a big lag of like the personal development. Um, so for example, they were very numbers driven, right? So for me, I was great at setting appointments. I would make 10 phone calls, set four appointments. I was a rock star, but Xerox mentality was, hey, you have to set or call to people you could set eight appointments. I'm like, that's not what I'm doing. I'm doing my research. I'm taking a little extra time. I'm talking more on the phone with people. Like I'm getting four appointments when other people are getting two and they're making 30 calls. Like, right. what would you prefer? Do you know what I mean? So like, I think a big lag in corporate America with the personal development. And I love working with corporate. I worked with my mortgage company. We did some group coaching and some individual coaching as well. Um, and really it just helps with the culture, um, employee engagement, employee retention. So there's a lot of real benefits for companies, especially right now, people are scared of what's happening, what's going on. You know, some companies are streamlining more and more um, and really they need to be investing in different things, right? To retain their people, to make sure everyone's happy, to be profitable. So that would be where I see the business going is a little bit more with some corporate programs. And also I'd love to host retreats. I've partnered with a couple of people on some retreats that I'm looking at next year. Um, you know, doing a lot more with women and also like self-worth related to like their sexual presence and also just how they feel, because that really stems into everything oh. to me, 
that's helped hugely with my success and just how happy I've been organically. Mm. Um, I was on antidepressants for a long, long time for almost 20 years. And I got off them about two months ago. And I don't think wow. I ever would have been able to do that. I know. I know. I'm like, what, what just happened? And it's, it's been amazing. I feel so much better. And not, not to say that I don't think there's a place for that because I was on them for when I needed them and that's totally okay. But underlying for me was that I didn't feel worthy of like being successful, really, even though I was, I proved I was, I didn't feel it inside. Right. It was like very surface level. Um, and I really think that all of the work that I've done has allowed me to have a more clear mind. Um, I became sober too, four and a half months ago, which also helped. Um, so I don't drink at all anymore, which is kind of funny because I was a huge drinker and not in a way like drinking at home by myself, you know, a bottle right. of wine a night, which is fine. If people do that, that's totally fine. That wasn't really me. I was more of a party drinker, like, oh, a realtor event. Let me have a couple of drinks or, oh, going, you know, out on a Saturday night with my husband, let's have a couple of drinks. And I just realized it didn't serve me anymore either. But all of those things, by getting rid of alcohol, by getting rid of my antidepressants, I started to really lift the fog and see more of me and my self-worth. And so I want to help women do that as well. A lot of my clients are women. I have a couple of male clients, but they have more of a feminine energy, in my opinion. Um, like they're really more tapped into their feminine side as well. I think it's important to have a master of both in order to be truly successful um, in business. And so um, I'd love to see my business go move, excuse me, go more into like the retreats and like the women empowerment with sexuality and self-worth as well. Yeah, that's so exciting. Thank you. Um, and that's super cool. Congratulations. Um, I I mean, I I have been on um, anxiety medication for a couple of years. I really need it and feel like it's transformed my life. I'm so grateful. I think there should be less stigma. And also, of course, I would like to, to not need it and to be able to, you know, so I just, um, you know, cheers to you and congratulations to you. And, you know, similarly, I think alcohol is pretty, um, pervasive in our culture for all those reasons you said, you know, Hey, you call your girlfriend, let's go get a drink. Oh, you go out on a date with your husband, you have drinks. Oh, it's a networking event who has the drink, you know, like it's very, it's not even about how much or too much, or it's just, yes, basic. Um, and I, I, I felt like there was this stigma to quit it. Like, Oh, I didn't know she had a problem. And I'm not saying, you know, shame on anyone for thinking that I made this whole big post about how I was quitting drinking. So for all people know, I was at home, you know, chugging six packs every night, but I wasn't. And the reason I say that is, it's important for me to share that it was okay for me to quit, even though I quote unquote, have a problem according to society standards. My problem was that I felt the need to drink every situation I was in. Mm. You know what I mean? Like every social situation, I didn't feel pressured. I felt like that's what you do. Yeah. You know I mean, and even there's, when I was, oh, I'm not really in the mood for a drink. I would end up getting one. Yeah. And my friends who I drink, they're like, I know it's been a long week. Just have a drink. Like if I said no, and that's not their fault. I've been on the other side of this many times, right? Where it's like, you know, you want a drink, just have one. And I didn't think anything of it, but like, I started to say yes when I wanted to say no. And I'm like, that's not, yeah, that doesn't feel and, right and to me anymore. Like in, my, it wasn't in, my, in my case, I'm have it upsets my stomach. So it's like, mm-hmm. it has nothing to do with I'm drinking too much or it's like, it literally 
some, it doesn't always make my body feel great, you know? And so just like any food, you know, sometimes you're like, screw it. I'm going to eat it anyway, (laughs) you know? And, you know, and sometimes you're just like, I just don't want an upset stomach later on tonight, you know, or I don't want a headache later on tonight. I don't, you know, um, but yeah, I think there's a lot of stigma and I think there's a lot of, like you said, when you stop, the assumption is, well, they're stopping because they have a problem versus they just choose not to. Right. I think there's a coach. Yeah, online I, that I've, oh, go ahead. There's a coach online that I've seen. She's calls herself soberish. You know, and, and it's like, it's, it's like, she really doesn't really drink anymore, but if she wanted to, she would like, it's not like she said to herself, I am not drinking anymore. Right. It's it's just like, um, so I think that's an interesting, I love that she could do that. Cause for me, I needed that line in the sand, like, because it's, it's not that I have no self-control, but like, I did like drinking. And so for me, just being like, it's a no, I mean, we went to, a friend invited us to a, a cocktail making course and I did a mocktail and I just like smelled my husband's. I was like, Oh God, that smells awful. But I didn't take a sip. Like mm-hmm. I just felt like for me saying no, even though it might mean not participating in a champagne toast, I was a wedding right after I quit drinking and I didn't participate in the champagne. I just had that. Well, I did participate. Cause I was like, I'm participating. I said, can I please have a ginger ale? And then I poured out the champagne into someone's glass because what's funny is when you ask for ginger ale in a champagne glass, they do not want to do it. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> I'm like, no, it's just a little for like the toast. It, it's like misrepresenting. I don't know. Bartenders are very, very yeah, weird about I, it. I've asked a few times. Everyone said no so far. So now I just asked for ginger ale. I just pour the champagne into someone's glass. They're super excited. They just pour my ginger ale into the glass. And I'm just like, awesome. Exactly. I even went up and was like, can I have a raspberry? Because the raspberry was soaked in champagne. Yeah. I wanted a raspberry with my ginger ale because everyone had a berry. Yeah. Um, so like for me, that line in the sand has helped a ton. Um, that change in the future where I have a sip or participate yes but for me right now like in what I see in the foreseeable future it's just a no a no so yeah yeah awesome well let's do our rapid fires okay um favorite place to vacation so it's not my favorite place but I want to go to Italy next year yeah it's like number one on my I love it um one word you think best describes you quirky um like I like I like to think I'm really funny but I say these like one-liners that's like oh my gosh what what where did that come from like and I just like being quirky in myself and the more authentic I am to myself I realize the happier I am a hundred percent what is the best piece of advice you've ever gotten so the best piece of advice I ever got was I had a friend who said what if everything you weren't grateful for today didn't show up again tomorrow Mm. or like wasn't there tomorrow Mm -hmm. and I was like I really had to sit with it I was like you know when your brain explodes like the emoji you're like so I was like oh my gosh that's so true like how many things do I have that are amazing in my life for today that I haven't been grateful for or that you and so that little bit, I think about it every night. I'm like, okay, what, what am I grateful for today that I want to be there tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How powerful. Um, 
And then tell us how people can get in touch with you if they're interested in your coaching or your advice in real estate. Sure. So I'm, I'm all over Facebook. You can find me just by searching Katie Weldon. My profile is very public. Um, if for some reason you can't friend me, just send me a message sometimes for some reason. It, Facebook's weird. It's like, you don't know this person. It's like, how do you know I didn't just meet them at the supermarket? <laughs> how do you know right. I don't like, know that? Just because we don't have one mutual friend or something. Uh, <laughs> but I have 5,000 friends. So I'm sure we have a mutual one somewhere. So Katie Weldon on Facebook and then on TikTok and Instagram, I'm under the Coach Katie. Um, and then my website is coachkatie.com. That redirects to my Facebook page as well. So I have I have stuff I'm starting to post there. I'm doing more content, just sharing a lot more with my viewers, just on how I get through the day and things I've learned over time. Yeah. Because it's crazy. What the person I was yesterday is not even the person I was last week. It's not the I am today. It's not the person tomorrow. I truly believe that every single day I take something away. And I become a, like a new updated version of myself. I update every night. <laughs> so you'll I, I look forward to sharing more on there, but you'll get to see a lot of me. I love it. I love it. I am so grateful for you. Thank you for coming to this um, and participating. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to see more of you. Uh, if you're interested in learning about Katie, learning more about her services, please follow her. Please um, go to her website, The Coach Katie, and subscribe to the podcast so you can see who's here next week. I love having you Thank guys you. here. Talk soon. Let me clarify. Oh. So my website is coachkatie.com. My Instagram and TikTok are the Coach Katie. There you go. We'll have it in the <laughs> links. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Sorry about that. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you.